Hey, it's Kander Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the essential sessions to know your fire and share your flame. If you're not already subscribed to the essential sessions, please go to centrodepoder.com and get in there. So you get these episodes weekly directly in your inbox. And today we have a very special guest. Kelly Atkins is here with us. She's a... She's a ceremonialist, she's an ecstatic dance leader, she's a DJ and an amazing woman being person. And she will share okay. with us about her journey on sensuality along her lifetime and the gifts of menopause that brings as a fuller experience in, in the body, in the being. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I'm really honored and excited to, to share with you. Yeah, we're, we're very happy here. So how did you become like more aware of your sensuality? When was a moment in your life where you said like, okay, this is something that is going on in me beyond being in the frame of being a woman? Yeah. Um, I can say like when I was very young, about six years old, I, I loved flowers. I loved, I was a very girly girl. <laughs> I loved nature. We had uh, lived on a farm and we had sheep and I would go out and make them salads by all the flowers and grass and whatever I could find and I'd bring it to them and give them salad. And then I would pick flowers and put them on my neighbor's doorstep and ring the doorbell and run. And I, I like to do things that um, brought beauty. I really liked smiles and uh, feeling good in my body by helping others feel good. So that was very young. Um, and then as I got older, um, I think it was more challenging for me to fit the, the um, what I was perceiving I needed to be to exchange that same connection and I didn't know anything about sensuality. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have any knowing of that. So I, I moved through my early teen years into eating disorders um, of bulimia. And I think that that level of not liking my body and of creating pain in my body, when I got into my 20s and I started listening to music and dancing, I started to feel that my body could feel good. And that was a whole different, it was a healing journey for many years. It's still something I, I navigate of always feeling like, how can I feel a little bit better in this situation? Why is my body tightening here? Why does this hurt? How can I, you know, what's this about? Like learning and discovering that my body, I'm working with my body. There's a relationship there. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's been a lifelong journey, but. That's so interesting. And uh, how, can you share with us a little bit more about your eating disorder? I think that could be very helpful because yeah. it has to do with the self image. Yeah. But then you introduced like one how you looked your body like from the outside but then you introduced the experience of your body through dancing so yeah. that's very interesting to me like how you see yourself and how you feel yourself exactly yeah it's completely different experiences for me and it's such a beautiful tool 
to switch my brain that can still have sometimes I can go into those grooves where I'm into perceiving or judging and I'll recognize if I'm not feeling good. And so when I go back into movement, I've done it now for so long that it's it's the best pill ever to go into sensation and it it allows my nervous system to relax. It allows me to remind myself that I'm okay to let my body feel a moment to pause. Um, I think also, like for an eating disorder for me, even prior to the eating disorder, there was um, a, a difficulty with emotions, a difficulty with feeling emotions and not understanding them, feeling a lot of energy sometimes, um, and needing a release, like feeling like, but not knowing how to manage it. Like that was teen years, and then it turned into bulimia and an eating disorder. And then that, luckily, um, I found my way into a dance class, just arriving one day into a class and um, seeing all these different beautiful bodies. It was a, a class that celebrated different bodies, so it was intentionally a supportive, joyful, loving space um, that I had never been an experience like that before. And it was scary, and it was delicious, and it was beautiful, and it planted the seed for me to follow that and it's been 30 years i've been doing this for so long following that track of you know the body and sensation that seed is blooming today again we are in spring <laughs> as yes. we record this this episode that's beautiful and so important go into sensations right away like whatever you're thinking seeing yourself like come to your sensations yeah and how did you experience sensuality like for example with motherhood because mm -hmm. i i am not a mother i don't have like that joy but i've seen that many women like stop identifying or feeling as a woman or a, even a, as a professional and they just fall into the frame of a mother but not on their idea of mother, but on the societal like idea of what is a good mother, and yeah. that comes with inhibiting inhibiting pleasure. As yeah. I've seen. So, did you dealt with with that like pressure challenge or yeah martyrdom and sacrifice that shouldn't be at all? Yeah, it's it was very interesting. I. Um, with my, I was 30 years old when I had my first son. And I remember I, through the pregnancy and I was working and offering classes. I was a professional in the city and building a business. Um, but through the pregnancy, I wore big shirts and like covered up myself as much as possible. I didn't, it was really difficult for me to love how my body was changing. And I had no idea what it was going to be like to be a mother and, um, I think it was a biological, real strong urge that I was blessed enough to to become pregnant, and and it was that deeper urge that got me to the point of okay, I'm going to have a baby. I'm 30 year old, 30 years old, uh, and I was unmarried at that time too. Um, there was something along that line I was going to share with um, about sensation and um, my body changing. And then all of the of the stories in the head about what is it to be a mother came to me. I, I when I had my son, we were in a doctor's office, and I watched another woman with a, a child, and I 
even said to her, do you have to entertain them all the time? Because I thought, I don't need, like, what do you, I, I don't, I never had a child before. So I was like frightened and like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? And I see pictures of myself, my, my firstborn. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, wow. And it was like intense love, but it was also fear and like, what kind of mother am I going to be? Who, who am I as a mother? And one thing I, I think that happens and I think it happens for anything that you do, whether it's mother or you're, you go to school to be a, a dancer or you go to school to be something else. There's a, there's a time, and I, this might be partly from being in my body and practicing going into sensation. There was a time that I felt I became a mother and it wasn't the moment that I gave birth, it was much later. And it was when I embraced, I embraced the power of my intuition, the power of knowing how to love this other being from a deeper place than from, well, the books of what they said, like, you know, how to train them, how to put them to bed, how to feed them. I, and it was a very gradual process that I think by the time I had my second son, five years later, I was like, okay, this is how I'm doing it. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to breastfeed and I don't care what anybody says. And I was just like, I was rebellious even in it that, um, I'm proud of it, that, that, that there, it was something that I was felt like I was really defining through those years and becoming more confident and happy about. Yes, yes, I think it's key, that rebelliousness, because in that rebelliousness, you develop your own way of being a mother. Absolutely. And it's so different. And every relationship for every child is different. So the second child, I was like, I'm, I took pictures of my belly and moonlight, my arms up. And I was just like, so proud. And so it felt so sensual, felt so sexy. It was, but I did have to, the old thoughts of the old way were there. And I had to have that rebellion, that fire of like, no, I'm not listening to that. This is the way and be intentional about making it beautiful and going into that. And then it just built from there. And, um, yeah, and I, I love, I have two boys. I love sharing sensuality with them. My um, older son, he loves to cook, loves food, loves the taste. Every time we go out to eat, he wants to eat whatever's on my plate because he wants to try different flavors. And he's an, a wonderful cook and he loves to prepare it in a way that it looks beautiful. Like that's just as important as the ingredients that are in it, how it's placed on the plate and, and how it's served. And I love that he you know, he learned that and um, it makes me happy that he'll make someone else happy. He has that same joy of pleasing others in a, by presenting beauty. And then my younger son, um, he breastfed till he was five and we co-slept. And uh, when oh, he was ready, I know it's like the best relationship ever. And you know, the thing with the breast milk and the sensation, the sensuality of it is when he would want milk or if he was sick, I could feel my milk coming down in my breast before he was, he could be in the other room and I could feel it. Like there was some kind of communication oh happening between us and it was so cool. It was so beautiful. Um, but when he was ready to wean and move off on his own, it was his idea for us to get these heart covered, heart shaped pillows that were uh, really soft. And we both, he got a pink one and I got a white one. And it represented that we both are still connected and can feel that soft touch and, at night, you know, when we're sleeping. So. Yeah. He's more sensual with his skin and how the clothes that he likes to wear on his body. That's marvelous. And it makes me think about creativity and the like the freedom to connect with the beauty that is within your ability to create and how wonderful it is 
for your kids to have a mother that it's very centered in herself and her sensuality because they they don't have to deal with the family blockages. <laughs> they they have a, like the support for their own natural unfolding of enjoying their senses. Like your old older child, kid, teenager. Yeah. Does he still cooks and? Yes. 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 Yeah. And you know, I think that. I, I agree with you, like those family, those family lines and stories, even with my eating disorder, when my older son was younger, he went through a phase where he had problems with his body, uh, feeling good in his body. And, and I knew it was like just the story, even though I never he talked to him about my past, somehow it gets transferred down. But he, luckily, I think with uh, what I practice with my body and I encouraged him at a young age to start moving and exercising. I actually really took on a masculine role as a single parent with him and you know said come on we're going walking and I just put everything else out of um, it wasn't important it was he was the most thing important to me as he was struggling and we every day we'd go out and walk and then I got him jogging and I got him moving and um, so now he's much, he's so grounded in his body. He, he uses movement as a way to help bring in peace. So if he's having a stressful day, he's like, I got to go to the gym. I got to move my body. And he knows that it's a really good tool. And he's also really open with his emotions and talks about them with me, which I feel really grateful for and amazed by. <laughs> That's wonderful that he can recognize his emotion and express them. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And how was it to your experience with sensuality being raising two kids? Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I've learned that sensuality for me um, comes in in a lot of different ways outside of relationship. Like that's not the most important place for me to seek it. I've, I just have too much on my plate. <laughs> so like, um, I paint and do art. And when I paint, I get a really beautiful sensual feeling. And a lot of times I paint nature or I'll just let whatever colors and shapes want to come out onto the canvas. And I'm giving myself permission to love it no matter what. I'm just, it's just, it's not about it looking good. It's about the practice of this is me painting. This is what I'm doing. I'm feeling, smelling the paint, looking at the colors, breathing as I move the paintbrush. So to me, that's very sensual. Um, creating music for others and holding a space for people to feel into their pleasure turns me on also. <laughs> I love to hold that space for others to feel safe and to allow their bodies to be touched by music and mm -hmm. their emotions and their spirit and to be in the creation process is really exciting in a room with music and seeing where people move and the subtleties of what's happening under the surface. I love that. Ceremonialist, my heart. Yes. yes. Yeah, and again, what you said, come into the sensations, into the present, because everything that you feel in the body, you feel it now, you feel it in the present. You Absolutely. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure is the nowness. Pleasure is yes. the presence itself and it's reality. It's yeah. our first con. Well, pain is also real. <laughs> it's the first contact with reality, and I think there's a huge, important conversation on pain. But 
mm -hmm. leveled and balanced with the conversation on pleasure because yes. pleasure as as i can perceive in our conversation it's in the joys of life that support life and, and nurture you like your your kid making the the dish delicious and arranging the the food so it looks like it also pleases the eye and your other child like finding a heart shaped pillow to to give continuity to your connection but at a different level because yes. that's that's the knowledge that comes from from your real self beyond the discursive mind what i what i think yeah yeah and i think also that um like through transitions, like you were saying that there's a, there is a, a conversation around pain. It is a signal from the body of something. And when we go through transitions like menopause <laughs> and then COVID over the last few yeah. years, and both of those hit at once. And yeah. the body, it's, it's such a weird thing when the body's doing things that you have no control over, like searing hot flashes, mood swings or panic attacks, like things that you've never had before that just come through. It's like your body's doing something and you, you're watching it. You're the observer of it. Um, finding pleasure and sensory um, connection, sensuality through through my body is completely different in menopause than it was when I when I felt younger and juicier and like in a sexy outward sexy way. Now it feels more like it's an it's an very sacred and honoring time. So I'm a little shaky about even talking about it there's almost like i'm in it still i'm in the transition of it so i don't feel like i'm an authority of it but it's boy it's intense and it's a it's honoring the deep emotions and the grief you know letting really letting go of maidenhood you know of who identified myself as a, a sexy i felt sexy i felt like and as i'm getting older it, the sexy is different it's not in the juicy it's in the it's in the wisdom. It's in a, a deeper, a deeper looking at life in a more depth. There's a there's a sensuality in that of seeing the bigger picture more, of having insights and intuitions that are freakily amazing. You know, like they come through, and I'm like, whoa, what did what you know, whatever that just came through, or that choice I made was so right. Like really noticing how there is a shift and a change in the mind. Um, as a woman gets older and and there's also a lot more creativity and i think that that cre creativity that's blossoming is related to the intuition and it's related to my children are getting older they're going to be out of the nest in another five to ten years yeah yeah five or ten years and so i'm thinking like what what is the purpose of my body and my sensuality it's it looks different and it, and it feels different i like comfort a lot more <laughs> and i'm not and i'm way more aware of uh, the difference of pleasure and pain, like when something feels good and now it feels really good. Like, how can I make it feel even better? And, yeah. and it's really more important. It's really important, you know, that it, how do I, cause I don't want to waste my energy in things that are painful or that just don't feel right. I want to. Superficial pleasures. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, what I perceive in your discourse is a refined sensitivity like a mastery of the senses and the mastery of pleasure that can only come through knowing yourself 
Yes. You're experiencing yourself. And perhaps that comes also with being more picky <laughs> and more selective and, and really choosing because you know, you know what's good. Exactly. Right. Like the right combination is so good. Yeah. Like if I choose the right, the right food, if I really allow my body to relax and take it in versus eating a whole bag of potato chips, like there's a whole Uh different feel. And and I, you know, I'm, I can go either way. You know, everybody has the moments of potato chips, probably, you know, I think it's human, but the more I can catch myself and go into, wait a minute, what I really want is, you know, a big drink of water with some lemon. That's really what I, you know, like just going deeper. What is it I really want? It can be something simple, but just defining what it is. Yeah. It takes a certain strength too. Like like being okay with, no, those potato chips are not going, are not going to fill my journey. Yes. I'd rather go without. (laughs) Yes go into the precise it's the mineral water with lemon or yeah that and the yes. time yeah the the gifts this consensuality from menopause yeah and from knowing yourself yes and you know an unexpected gain also is i feel like i have a deeper intimacy with what i call god or what consciousness is to me and it's it's a constant refinement it's another relationship but it's something that i've gotten closer with because going through menopause i'm like i went into it saying i'm going all the way so i know i'm going through the change now so okay who am i becoming just let me feel it all i'm not going to avoid it. I'm going to go into it. And it's, um, it's almost like going through adolescence, but a hundred times harder. That's for how I experienced it with challenges and emotions and feeling unsure and feeling almost like um, everything changed. I felt like my how I am in my body has changed. Not just that it's like suddenly aged, but it's almost like it feels like a new body. Feels, and, and, and it's a, like a new thing for me to discover who I am as a being in my senses like it's like being brand new so um i don't know if that made any sense (laughs) of course and i want you to tell us a little bit more about how you feel your body change how is your skin how is your perception of touch yeah um you know it's funny i can say i think my perception of touch is stronger and more sensitive and so like I, i I want to wear soft things. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I want to feel really good in it. Yes. <laughs> so, so like I have a nightgown and it's the softest material and I have other nightgowns, but they are not as soft. So this one that is so soft, I wear over and over and over again, but there's no waistline. I don't want anything around my waist anymore. <laughs> and I don't like to wear bras. <laughs> I yeah. do when I have to, but like, I don't want anything constricting me in. It feels like I'm jelly. I'm just going to let my body and like enjoy, enjoy it. And, and I have to modify the, the, there are the voices in my head that uh, I was speaking to a woman about menopause and she said, oh, I don't know if I've ever, there's a lot of talks about it being really negative. She said something like, I'm never going to get there. Like you can stop it. And you know, I know just like when I was pregnant the second time around that you can hate your body or you can say intentionally, no, there's another way of being in my body. I've seen other people do it. There's a way to own this. I just need to figure it out. I need to open up more and be 
clear that some of those thoughts I don't have to own. I can let that thought go if I'm judging how my body's changing, you know? It's, it's like old thoughts of what I thought was beautiful. I have to reframe it and make sure that it's holding all of who I am and not just a small idea of what society thinks is beautiful, you know, and just define it on my own. Yeah, yeah. It's like reclaiming yourself and also a process of, of create, creation, of self-creation, of moving along with your, like really being your body, like really being who you are in your flesh now and welcoming it, welcoming maybe not as in a party style all the time because the uncertainties and the changes on on the temperature and those shocking things but i in the way that i see you there can be pleasure in that in in those changes because there's i feel that there's something to pleasure that is the the continuum moving experience in pleasure like you're you're tasting something delicious and it's not something fixed it's it has a movement to it and, nice. and in the way that i see you like you are in in the movement of menopause like yes. in the dance of it not like ah before and after no it's like the in the experience and in the movement of the body through pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for naming that. Uh, and, I, and I do feel that, you know, there's, it's a really funny thing when you have a hot flash and no one else is feeling it and you're feeling, you're starting to like drench with sweat and this heat is coming out from your core in all different ways. And it's just, it can happen for a really long time. And it's like, it's just a really odd thing to be like that and no one else is feeling it. Normally you're in a room where it's hot outside and everybody's hot. <laughs> now it's just you're alone feeling this and it's, uh, you just, it's such a biological change. It's remarkable. And, and I also feel a welcoming in for women. Like I feel like there is a, for all my women friends that are past menopause, like well past it, there's there's almost like um there's something archetypal that's coming in that I felt like when I said oh and now I'm a mother there's something coming in that I feel held and supported by that is from the older older generation that I know and I feel that like um there's a lot of gentleness I feel a lot of support and gentleness as I'm going through this without me having to ask for it it just is sort of happening so that's really beautiful. I, I feel it like a complicity. Yes. Yeah. Like, not, not that you need like extra pampering, but like, a, I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because we are talking about things that maybe, maybe there are no, no words to really describe yeah. those experiences. Even for sensuality, like we are in the sensual sessions, but sensuality means something very different for each, everybody, anybody, yeah. because our bodies and our own experiences are so different and so unique. But there's something that 
can be understood beyond words through the bodies that I am getting from you and I like it very much. Beautiful, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. It's, it's great. It's great. Can you tell us more about the, um, your experience of time and velocity? Because I've seen pregnant fr friends that get into a realm where suddenly there's no rush and everything is like on point and organized. And well, some friends, not all of them. So how is your experience with time? Do you feel that some, sometimes time accelerates or yes. eternity lapses? Yes. <laughs> Well, it's been an interesting journey with listening to my body. There are times that my body does not want to do what I used to be able to do. I mean, physically, it just does not want to run. I can jog little bits and I can walk, but if I run, it feels almost abusive, even though it's not. It just feels something under the surface feels harsh. And I don't feel like my body wants harsh. It wants soft spaciousness. So, um, so there are times that it'll be the middle of the day and I'll feel like um, I didn't get up first thing in the morning and start with my list and go through my day in the order that I used to do. I still get it done, but I, and I do have those thoughts like, gosh, you're getting lazy. <laughs> you know, are you getting, are you, <laughs> this might not be good. I don't know, am I slipping? But then if I relax around it and just open into that feeling of uh, spaciousness, I can get so much done in like 30 minutes, what used to take me a whole day. And it just happens. So there's a deeper sensitivity to timing, just like knowing and not timing like clock timing, but timing like, yeah. So interesting and promising. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there, hopefully, eventually. So how does your, your sensual experience of menopause expresses in your music and in your ecstatic dance ceremonies? Do you feel it gives a certain tone? Do you have a, I don't know, certain ability to perceive the scene in a certain way that you didn't knew before? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, um, I think that that part of myself that feels music um, is on high alert. It's, it's so when I put together music, I, um, I think it starts with intuition, really, um, where I'll get an inspired idea or I'll listen to a lot of music and the choice will either come from kind of this feeling of like, yes, in my head, like a yes or a no, like right off the bat, I can kind of go through a lot right that quickly, then I'll go through it and go more into my body or into my feelings, like is this evoking a feeling and I'm careful with the feelings it evokes. I don't want music to avoid any emotion. I try to go so that there's a full range all the time. But sometimes I notice that the group will feel heavy to begin with, and it'll be many weeks of like we're going through the depths. And so then I might intentionally say, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna build a list that has some, up, yeah, something light and fluffy and that feels childlike. Yeah, to just try to get us out because that's long enough, you know? <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I, I try to do them that way. It's funny, just this last weekend, I was laying in bed. I like to do my music in bed. <laughs> I bring my laptop in there and it's like the best setting. And to me, it's very sensual. It's a yes. 
it's a holy experience. <laughs> I was feeling like I was listening to music and I, nothing was touching me. And sometimes I'll get this thought, like there'll never be any more good music or there'll never be music. Another song that will touch me like it used to, something's wrong. So, you know, I'll, I'll think that and then I'm, I like to pray and I'm like, God, help me find some music. I need some music here. I really, you know, feeling weird. I don't get this feeling like I'm not connecting to music very often. And sure enough, I found 26 hours of music and oh my god it was so good it was like some german music i love listening to from different cultures like sometimes i just really need to stretch out wide it can't be just um like um pop music can dry me out i don't i don't like that so i go as wide as i can and i like to use a lot of different genres to move different things through me through my nervous system so um so that was delightful that was like such evidence that sometimes you just have to surrender trying and open up and it comes you know the, yes. Yes. yeah surrender trying and open up yeah yeah that's key to pleasure you cannot force it you cannot make it happen you can yeah. just put the setup and see if it blooms that surrender is so important i mean and that's definitely a key thing with going through menopause is surrender you know just surrender you can't change it you know so you just surrender and love it and be open to what's what is this becoming yeah yeah and welcome the gifts no? yes honor them and welcome them exactly and energize them yeah always receiving those gifts yeah is there any little taste that comes to your mind so we can experience sensuality Sure. Um, I have been working through the developmental stages. Um, I just did this a few weeks ago with a, with a friend, a woman, and we did it from a chair. Um, so I could show you just a little taste of that. Okay. I'm going to back up a little bit. Let's see. So just let yourself come into a sitting place on your chair where you can feel a feeling of support from your sit bones, a feeling of being held right there. Let your feet come down into the earth, relaxing your low belly. And really relax the low belly. So as you, as you feel into sensation in the muscles, of the lower belly and the stomach. See if you can soften, soften, soften there. And if you are comfortable making a sound, you could even uh, let a little sound come out on your exhale as you release the belly. And then from there, your eyes can be open or closed, whatever feels good. Let your spine begin to move around just very subtly and we're just going to let the sit bones move a little so you might lift up a sit bone and lower it and you might add in some releasing into gravity movements so letting the head come down and then come back up so this natural pulsation of movement from the spine the extension or rotation it's what we do when we are embryos and all we know at that stage is sensation of feeling the 
watery kind of movements from tail to crown. And I like, this is a midlife thing too. So playfulness is sensuous to me more so than it used to be. So if you let yourself get a little, um, a little crazy, a little weird on the chair, <laughs> you feel the sensation of the legs as they slide and even the feet can push a little bit and you can fall and catch yourself. And any time that you start to feel like it's too much um, effort, go <sighs> and take that shape that you take that you're, oh, you're going to let it go and surrender and then come back up into something new that feels good. Really good to let the mouth open and the tongue as well. And, you know, letting the tongue move in the mouth. So the So you're feeling around into spaces inside and allowing that awareness to lead you from one movement into the next. It just felt really good to let my eyes open and look around my space and feel my neck move naturally. A lot of this can be really subtle. The chewing movements in the belly or allowing the head to rest in a different position in gravity, very subtle releases. Including even the lips, you could do that little, um, I don't know what they call it, blowing kisses or zerberts. There's different names for that, where you let the lips actually move a little bit. So from that embryonic, you could also play, if you feel one sit bone lift and one lower, it's kind of like you're um, creeping across the floor. And this is a little more like a lizard or an animal, but we're doing it vertical. And you might have to effort a little bit, yawn, open through your armpits and use your hand to reach. Just imagining you're reaching for something that looks really good to eat. And from there, we go more into um, like a crawling stage. So you could let the hands go more in front of you and you could just play here a little bit with, and literally play with letting one knee float, one hand come down. So this also really integrates the brain and the body as well as natural movement. Starting to get the shoulders and the hips a little more integrated. Everybody's different with these. So some people really love embryonic. I'm an embryonic lover. <laughs> Some people are like, they really, like, they get this. They can get momentum and rhythm in their hips and movement. Everybody's different. And then if you come to the front of your seat, let the feet come back down. Lean your body weight forward. Or look up with your eyes. And as you look up, go up. Feel that nice, long stretch in your spine. And then let your body come back down. Wiggle a little bit. 
and just let yourself rest. So that would be crawling into standing, and you can do that many times, but those are all the developmental stages. Ah, delicious. Yay. <laughs> yeah, like doing a, a review of the lifeline and coming to this now, like unobstructed. Yeah, essential existence. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, th I think it is just really taking life in fully, like letting it all come in. Yes. And yes. releasing where you need to release to let go. So you make room to just keep letting it flow through. Yeah. Yeah. Life force. Yeah. It comes with, it is pleasure. It is, it is a pleasure to be alive. Yes. Yes. We're super lucky. Yeah. 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 And some like I do have to remind myself of that. Like I live from it, but I remind myself of it too. Yeah. So when I'm in those moments that are really good and juicy, and when I'm in a dance and I'm just in awe of just the music and the movement and the creation, I I usually have moments where like let this in. <laughs> I don't and that might not even be my voice. I don't know whose voice it is, but it's like <laughs> let it in, you know, like let my body take it all in. Yes. Yes. And keep it present. It's mm -hmm. present. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Kelly. This has been like a juicy and exquisitely refined <laughs> sensual session. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so fun. much. Yeah, and meaningful because our, our conversation brings light into a subject that is much talk, but not from the perspective of pleasure and it's a waste. Because yes. As we have seen, menopause brings gifts. Yes. And we are wise to welcome them. Those gifts of pleasure. Yes. So Thank you. How can we know more about you and your work? Do you have mm -hmm. a website? Or I do. Um, it's www.ecstaticdanceglobal.org. And we are having a retreat coming up in April that's on site and it's nice. for contact improv and dance. We'll do have it five days. Nice. We have lots of people starting to sign up. It feels really exciting and yeah. yummy. Finally, just, after yes. social distance, on site. Yes. And we have dances online also. That So we dance with people from all over the place um, four times a week. And the links are all there on the website as well four as contact information. Wonderful. Yeah, go dance ecstatically with Kelly. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you, Kandia. <laughs> and thank you, Essentialist, for being here. So remember to, to make the time to know your fire so you can share the flame. And if you haven't already, come to centrodepoder.com and get into the essential emails. See you next time. Ciao.